this is The Huddle. You've got a former college athlete, a professional athlete trainer, and a sports nerd who says some words. Spend their Friday afternoon talking all things sports. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to The Huddle. I am your host, Spencer Huddleston, and today we have the first of our four-part review of the new Taylor Swift album. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally joking. The, the boys are buzzing today. We got sports coming back. Uh, with me, as always, I have Brad Weems. Brad, you've been training with an MMA guru, but I do not see any cauliflower ear. What's up with that? Uh, you know, we're staying off the map. We're going to keep it clean. I've got to, you know, keep this face fresh for the podcast. That's good. That's good. For Facebook, you got to keep exactly. some, uh, Facebook engagement going. Uh, that is covered up with the mask today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're, we're the Ninja Squad today practicing uh, social distancing and, and appropriate mask utilization. So... Thanks to the Market Street Media folks for keeping us safe and, and healthy. Uh, also, we've got Greg Hoffman. Greg, just coming off a of boys weekend. How, how were the boys doing this weekend? Yeah, I, think, uh, I think my liver is finally into some sort of workable um, uh, style right now. Um, flushed out uh, a good two, three days of bourbon and beer and a lot of lake time and Rehashing old stories, so uh, good time, good time all around. Is that harder when you get older? Like, is it harder to get that day two one in? Yeah, man, it is. <laughs> so, yeah, beer early, definitely beer early. Not a not an all bourbon day. Um, a lot of late night by the fire on Friday night with uh, with bourbon, and uh, and then uh, yeah, just kind of kind of hung low on the lake most of the day definitely a beer day early on though. greg are you a hair of the dog uh, day two type of guy yeah you gotta you gotta kind of put in put in keep putting in there you go yeah absolutely we had brad had a uh, boys weekend several years ago in charlotte right about the time the avengers movie came out uh so our next morning activity at 10 a.m was a second row seat to the Avengers with like four dudes who just could have <laughs> curled up in the floor <laughs> instead and of watching that movie. I'm not even an Avengers fan, so they had to <laughs> drag me. They're like, just take a nap. It was Quiet, just loud, dark place. Yeah, yeah absolutely. loud smashing. I would have yeah. preferred a Wes Anderson movie <laughs> at that point in the game. Well, guys, we, we got some great sports news coming back today. We're going to start diving into some of it. Uh, I do want to, you know, pick both of your brains a little bit. This hot, as can be week of July, first week of August. Man, it's two-a-day season. I, I remember this time of year, It was you were always just trying to get by, get to the season till the weather starts getting cooler. Brad, I saw you put on IG Live the other day. You were up at 2.50 in the morning. What are you doing? Just trying to get my grind on. Uh, Wednesdays, you know, we, we've had the gym open two days uh, so far this week, and I like just hitting the refresh but button, putting in the hard day at work. Uh, I like to clean the gym up, you know. Just kind of a hump day, let's get going. Kind of Navy SEAL style. Yeah, yeah. You didn't so. put your nap on IG Live, though. I didn't notice that. No, no. Yeah, there were like <laughs> that six. That hit about 3 o'clock There were six hours of the day that weren't documented. <laughs> so Just pizza and a nap. Exactly. Hard to get it hard day. Show the grind, leave the nap out. Love mm -hmm. it. Love it. Greg, as our as our resident athlete that's really been through the two a days, what what were some of those experiences like? You ever had any fun things happen? Man, in your two -a -days? all kinds of flashbacks when you start painting the picture there uh, a minute or so ago. The Schnellenberger two a days that's that is uh, you know Schnellenberger, a Bear Bryant disciple, played for, coached with. Um, 
You know, Louisville, this is this sounds like I'm back in the the uh, the Stone Age, but in the '90s, Schnellenberger there, and a good 94 degree Louisville afternoon um, after you've already lost about 16 or 17 pounds in the morning practice, and you get you get maybe a 30 minute nap on your laundry bag in the film room, <laughs> and you go back for a yeah a practice in 94 degree weather with. Uh, Schnellenberger was so old school, he believed that no water was, was good for you, made you tough. That is old school. Um, so, yeah, we got a little a little uh, cup of water uh, the halfway mark of practice. So, I remember we didn't do full contact until, like, late afternoon, early evening. Did y'all do the same it thing? Was, it was full contact all the time. Oh, Every drill, <laughs> full team. I mean, it was a, it was a live on scrimmage tackling. You know, he, he, he protected his quarterbacks, but beyond that, it was full go every rep. Didn't matter what. Game speed. How did the guys stay healthy? It was, it was, it was rough. It was rough. Just youth? Yeah. I mean, just we had to be tough, and we were in such great condition. Um, you know, that, that's, that's where we made our mark on the field. We were just, you know um, – the little engine that could, but it was it was all about um, being tougher, working harder, being in better shape and better condition than than your opponent. So, was that a camp? Did y'all go to a camp? Um, no, we were on campus, just at our normal practice field. Wow, there was old school Schnellenberger stories from when he first got there in '85. They'd go to a little satellite campus in the edge of Louisville, and yep. uh, just stories that I'd heard there of just cars leaving in the middle of the night and. You know, just rough, rough, rough. So I grew up in Middle Tennessee, and we went to camp every year at this faraway college called Tusculum University. Mm-hmm. And i got to admit, to this day, I hate driving by there <laughs> <laughs> because it brings back some real unpleasant memories. Brad, we got some topics to talk to. Yeah, about, let's right? dive into it. So, um, you know, we got sports. It's getting ready to start back up. Um Want to reflect on some of the NFL roster moves that have taken place uh, this summer? Uh, let's re- uh, talk about some of the teams that were winners and some of the teams that were losers, and maybe some of the best moves that were made. They can be drafts, trades. Uh, your call. So, what do you got, Spence? Well, I, I'm going to take you guys back in time to draft night. There was a wide receiver that came from the University of Oklahoma who was sitting on the couch with his girlfriend who tried to snag his phone in the man's hands at that moment, the quick reactions. His his moment of, yeah. I knew he was going to be a game breaker. And that's my choice. That's C.D. Lamb. And I think C.D. Lamb is going to be big, not not for the jokey reasons that he can swipe his, his burner phone away from his girlfriend in, in the draft night. But I think he's going to be a really key piece to that offense because Dak's in a prove-it year. We've mm-hmm. talked about it on this mm-hmm. show. He needs to have a deep threat. I think Amari Cooper is awesome. I think Amari Cooper is better in those curl routes, mm-hmm. in the short routes. And I think if you had somebody – it reminds me almost of Deshaun Jackson in those years where he could just open up the top of the defense and just go. And I would love to see that type of thing from him this year, just have a big year. I I maybe skip Bayless over here because I'm rooting for the Cowboys. No, it's great. It's great. Gallup established himself last year, so uh, definitely Dak's got the weapons. There's no excuses to to not get paid if he uh, if he goes and performs. I think I heard this week uh, what Cowboys were second best op- passing offense last year. So you add that weapon, and it's only going to get you know even, even more. Exactly. I, I hope. I mean, I hope that's the choice. Who you got, Greg? 
My my best and worst is the same is the same move. I could I could go with the the lazy choice and go with the the Brady Gronk down to Tampa Bay, but I'm yeah. going I'm going best is DeAndre Hopkins going to care uh, to the Cardinals, uh, and the worst for the Texans losing him. Yeah. Um, you're trying to Deshaun Watson's establishing himself as a as a franchise best, one of the with the best in the game right now, and to take away. I think I saw uh, Hopkins was something like twenty percent of their total offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking that guy away when Deshaun is is on the cusp of of building a legendary career, and then on the same token, you throw you throw Hopkins in on that Cardinals offense where um, you've got uh, you know Fitzgerald there and Christian Kirk, and um, you just you're playing into just something that is. Uh, on the cusp of being really great, Kingsbury. They're calling plays. I mean, you imagine him scheming up for Hopkins. Uh, so best and worst, they're the same move for me. And in the return for the Texans was, you know, David Johnson. Who it, has he had, has he has had it, a year since his breakout fantasy year fifteen? He, he hasn't played in years. It seems like that so, makes right. me like I, I've had this I think question. He's had a broken wrist for about four years. <laughs> is Bill O'Brien dumb like a fox, or is he just is he just missing it? Because he's making those GM yeah. decisions too. Yeah, and again, you don't know what it's like behind closed doors and what that relationship's like. And you know, um, if 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 Bill O'Brien's making that move with addition by subtraction, uh, some things we don't see could be the case. But, um, but you I don't, I don't, I don't see how you how you lose a, a, ta- a one of the best receivers in the in the game for, um, for no uh, asset. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that's what shocks me is that you just don't see that he. Even if, to your point, even if he had an acrimonious relationship in the locker room, I don't see how he would have just gotten rid of him for a bag mm, of peanuts. No, not at all. No, I had the exact same best and worst as Greg. So, uh, <laughs> Well done. Th- yeah, we're thinking the same today. <laughs> so, guys, uh, baseball started up last night. Um, I was talking to Spence this morning. I thought it was hilarious. What, at the Dodgers game? They had the cutout uh, fans mm. behind. It was somebody that bought like a hundred of those cutouts and set them in one section. Oh yeah, I didn't know if that was like a depth perception play for the pitcher or what was going on. But how long do you think it'll be before somebody notices that like Jeffrey Dahmer's cutout <laughs> or John Holmes is back in the background? <laughs> I, I saw there's quite a few uh, stars and athletes there that I saw had had bought some cutouts. I saw um, um, Brad um, Weems. Yes, Brad Williams. <laughs> I was there. Um, anyway, moving on. But a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of stars have seen have bought those cutouts. But that's that's all. That's all a revenue, revenue stream. Trying to trying to get salvage um, some yeah. of those ticket sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I want to talk about was the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, they they basically have no nest because they're not going to be able to play in Toronto. So um, what, what do you guys think um, they might end up playing? So they went for. An opportunity to try and play in Buffalo. So I think that first. might still be active. Oh, really? From, Pittsburgh turned them down, though, right? Yes, the Pennsylvania state of Pennsylvania turned them down. I think they're they are uh, working with Baltimore and Camden Yards to share with the Orioles there. But uh, Buffalo, you know, that's their AAA affiliate. But apparently, um, you know, the lighting isn't up to Major League Baseball standards, and it's yeah, play I mean, exactly, <laughs> yeah. The AAA Buffalo Bisons are playing in there. You yeah. know, it's it, I don't I don't hear many stories of drop fly balls because of inadequate lighting at a AAA baseball stadium. So yeah, suck it up and play. But I have an interesting theory as I thought about this. How about just take this on the 
like popular baseball movie route. Okay. Let's go play at uh, let's go play at the Durham Bulls. You know, hit the bull, win a stake. There you go. Play in uh, back in my hometown, Evansville, Indiana, where League of Their Own Own was filmed. I thought you were gonna say like Field of Dreams, like build oh, a stadium no. well, in like Irwin. You got Field of Dreams. That's one. That's one of them. Field of Dreams. Go play there on the actual set. There, uh, the Cardinals and I believe the White Sox are playing in July. Um, later or later. It's not in, like you have to have fan. Exactly. There's no. You fans. don't have to have a parking lot. You exactly. don't have to have concessions. So I, I, I say go the famous baseball movie route. This mix. This really mix it up and do something different. I think it's kind of crazy because you look at like what I, I can compare it to just in my caveman brain is when you know you have hurricanes in South Carolina or you have flooding in Louisiana. And they move those home games, like Carolina will move a home game to Tennessee, or LSU will move a home game up mm-hmm. to Arkansas. Those types of things seem to be, you know, e- more easily administered. But it's almost like at that point you are moving fans, you are accepting revenue coming in. I think with this, it's almost like the 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 United States based Major League Baseball teams don't want to take the team risks. I I don't really understand the move. Yeah, I don't either. <clears throat> Um, you know, and when you're, you're, I, I saw one other scenario is that they'll just, they'll basically be the home team in a road stadium all year. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was an, a, an option. As and just well, play so. all road games. Well, they would be listed as the home team and have the last at bat and all those advantages. But yeah, you'd be, you'd be playing if the we Yankees, do get fans. Yankee stadium as the home team. Yeah. So I'll, if fans I'll, do come back, they're works. not going to have them. Yeah. 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 Well, how would you do? Like, let, let me take you back again to the Louisville days. How, if you had to play an entire season of nothing but road games, what kind of toll would that take on an athlete? I don't know. We, I mean, we that was a back to keep going down the Schnellenberger path, but I mean, that was a that was an mo for him as he was building the program of playing anybody, anywhere, anytime, and to get a to get a Tennessee, to get a Texas A and I mean, we were having to play those road games and having you know having six or seven road games in a, you know, back then a, you know, 10, 11 game season. So particularly for a D one, a big yeah, D one program. Absolutely. That's strange. So, yeah. um, you know, again, different mindset back then of us versus the world. And, you know, we were just, we loved the privilege of playing in, you know, those big stadiums. So um, I like the field of dreams idea. Just put yeah. it out in the yard. Somewhere. Hey, Bring it's the, camera. the sand lot. Let's go play in the backyard. I mean, come on. <laughs> That'd be cool. So where's your ideal city for the uh, Blue Jays to end up Spence? Oh man, you know, if Drake can't get it done in Toronto, like I, there's really no, you know, I, I think Greg's got it right on. I mean, go build the brand. And I think that's something that baseball needs to be doing anyway. Go build the brand and take it back to its, you know, pastoral roots, essentially. Go back somewhere that's a small town, you know, make it a huge deal in that town to bring people there. If they do kind of like Bristol did Mm -hmm. do an appropriately distance game where they have a high school stadium and they're putting people so far apart, but your top major league stars are playing there and they've got it televised to me. That's an incredible move. I I think that would be cool. Yeah. And again, we'll see it play out here in the, in the field of dreams game here in just a few weeks. So um, the, the models there, the examples there. So just take that and build on it. Love it. Well, guys, it's been a week. Uh, for the old guys, I tell you what. Uh, boys weekend is that what you're talking? Well, about? no, no, not the boys weekend. <laughs> talking more specifically about uh, To Mike Tyson, uh, some of the other guys in the news. So, what, what do you think? Are, are these guys staying in shape uh, so they can have their moment of glory again and make a comeback? I mean, obviously Mike Tyson is, uh, but um, what do you think is going on? 
T.O., you know, going up against the fastest receiver in the NFL. His was cool. Yeah. The Tyson news was awesome. I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about that one in, in great depth. But my favorite was James Harrison wearing out a bunch of nine-year-olds. Just RKO. And- and yeah. Because it's a theme, Facebook, we're going to post another wrestling video of James Harrison, former linebacker of the Steelers and Cardinals, I believe, who is just a, a man made out of – you know, ribeye steak. He's a, a <laughs> giant linebacker human being. Uh, there is a video of him in a what looks to be a community swimming pool, just destroying young, like eight, eight nine year old boys with wrestling moves, suplexes, throwing them all in the pool. And he looks like he seriously looks like he could fill the A gap and stop an NFL running back. I mean, he just. I think he just stopped playing a year or two ago. I mean, it was definitely, definitely within the last two years. So, so the Dynaball um, cycling still. Yes, is what you're saying. yes. <laughs> yes. The, so. the Goldberg spear was the one I, that got me. I'm like, I, oh, these kids, what are they doing? He clearly had them turn around, yeah. choreograph. Oh, it was incredible. The 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 the, uh, the double the uh, double tackle there that was yeah it was good it was good. To shocked sure. me too because I I would not have expected everything they say about Tyree Kill is that he just burns everybody on the field and he made To made Tyreek look slow. that video I think they said Tyreek was a four four three or something like that and uh, I mean To To was just a step behind that yeah. so I mean at forty five years old running you know probably a Four, 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 five himself. Um, Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for the length of the football field, T.O. got him? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I think Tyreek had about a five yard head start, or uh, T.O. had a five yard head start. They staggered it. On the 100 meter? Yes. 100 yard? Yes. Oh. But still, but still. But how much, how much did you beat him by? Crushing my childhood heroes. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, was, it, it was close. Was Ty, it? Tyreek about caught him at the end, but it was close. And I heard that Tyreek won in the, in the 40, but. The fact that they're competitive. Yeah. And that's the same thing, you know, like with the Tyson news, the first thing that I think of when I see that Tyson news is, damn, they're so old. It's like, you know, are are you rooting for, you know, dementia or heart disease at this point? Like what's going on? I don't think (laughs) the, the circus that T.O. has, has made on everything on and off the football field. I think if that wasn't there, I, he could, he, what did Jerry Rice play to? I mean, it was about that 45 year mark or so. I mean, there's no way talent-wise, you know, size, speed, you know, everything that he couldn't he couldn't have a spot on an NFL. Could clearly, he seems like he could clearly do it. So, oh yeah, I think he's just such a a freak athlete. I mean, he's one of the best receivers of all time. So, you know, it's kind of an anomaly. But the thing that amazes me is, you know, he retired years ago and he's still staying in that shape. And what what's the goal? Seriously, to you get know? back in? I mean, do you think that they played to, to like, like Antonio Brown? I think if he example. were to get the call, I think yeah, yes, he would jump in and could be there. I just, I think it's just part of that quasi celebrity, you know, that he just he's always been so much about himself. So it's just you know, so he's, he's in so, camo shorts in his driveway doing sit ups to this day. I, like I, I, I think right it now, looks if, there, if there was a live cam, if there's a ring doorbell on his house right now, I think, yeah, you'd see him out there. So the question is, is from that video, do we have an, an injury to start the season and the guy gets a call? I, I mean, I would love it. That would be again, just Hollywood cinema. Until he blew up, a, send him to Tampa Bay, let him blow up that team. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think that's the eventual outcome. I I want to see is this Tyson fight, which is coming up soon. I mean, that came out of nowhere. That was a quick turnaround. Is that going to be any quality? Do y'all think? 
Well, what eight rounds is what they're saying, mm-hmm. correct? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, Mike looks obviously bigger than he used to. I'm saying they can keep they're they're going to be conditioned for three to four rounds, nine to twelve minutes, roughly. Roy just got done fighting about two years ago. I mean, his last fight was, I believe, 2018. So, um, which he's 51, correct? Yeah, and he needs and Tyson's 54. Yeah, Roy needs some of that brush-in beard color thing going on to get back in the in the prime look. He looks dusty old. So <laughs> I, I just I, I'm I'm buying it. I'm tuning in. I know that. Oh yeah. Um, is it a better fight than the the Mayweather uh, McGregor fight? Mm, quality fight. from a quality standpoint. So, I, but you tune into a Mike Tyson fight that's for it. for the quick knockout or the train wreck. That's or it. or the ear bite, whatever whatever is going to happen. I, I'm hundred percent on that. I think quality wise, it was McGregor and Mayweather. But to be able to say and the throwback feelings that you get when you say I'm buying the Tyson fight, like that's. That's iconic, you know. That's I mean, how many that, how many back in the prime? How many quality Tyson fights were there? It was a quick knockout, or you know something something crazy would happen after he got desperate. So you think they'll do that this time, or will they dance? Man, I, I think I think if if it's if it's the Tyson's got to get him in round one or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if not, Jones, I think can just wear him out and win. Is it a knockout? I don't think Jones could. I don't think Jones could knock him out, but I think I think it could get pretty ugly just from <laughs> just if that fight drags three, four, five rounds. Real so sloppy. I heard. I heard bigger gloves, some headgear, you know, some some things being an exhibition. But Senior league. Yes. Got you. Hey, speaking of which, I mean, is this a is this a genesis for for some senior league boxing? I mean, I, again, this thing this thing does well, and you know, you know, financially, and if it's a, a product that's at least watchable, I mean, is there is there more of these guys? That's that, one of those sports where like you already kind of wonder if they know their own name by the end of it, anyway. And I I don't know, I'm not sure I would be. This exhibition is pretty cool because it's two of the biggest names that have mm-hmm. ever done it. If I was watching, you know, the Shady Acres nursing facility <laughs> whipping up on each other week in and week out, I'm not sure I'd be okay. I still think there's quite a few, quite a few guys that you could put, you could put a three or four fight card together pretty good of, of guys. That, De La Hoya, that kind of. Yeah, that I mean, you start you start going down through it. People that that would still be in the shape to be able to train to to do it. I think there's I think there could be something cool there. You can tell that we're desperate for sports because we're like, let's watch two fifty <laughs> year olds just wear each other out. <laughs> um, all right, so Spencer was sharing with me that uh, he had heard this uh, defensive uh, strategy or like I think it was Mina Kimes. Okay, on ESPN said that. Uh, there is a, a prevailing defensive NFL strategy that if you can just draft one playmaker or one wrecking ball at each level of the defense, you're set. And then you just go and fill the gaps with the other eight players on defense. Got it. So we thought we'd have a little fun here today. And we are going to do a mock draft. So you guys can pick um, either line of defense. Um when it comes to your order in the drafts, you don't. We don't have to draft uh, defensive line first, or linebackers, or, or uh, defensive backs. Okay, so the order that was picked earlier is uh, Greg's going to be going first. I'll be second with Spence having a third pick. We're going to go a snake uh, draft format, so that puts Spence with fourth pick, Brad fifth, Craig sixth, so on. Okay, so with the first pick, 
Greg, what do you got? I'm going up front. I'm 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 following Madden rankings. Aaron Donald. Locking Aaron. locking down the middle. Aaron Donald. All right. Solid choice. I am on, gonna... Is that on everybody's list? Had to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go um Gilmore. Okay. From the Patriots? Yes. So I get two in the snake draft. Correct. Okay. Um all right. First overall pick, I'm I'm gonna go linebacker. I'm going Darius Leonard from the Colts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monster. And then I'm taking some upside with my turnaround and also to avoid taking my arch nemesis JJ Watt. I'm gonna take Chase Young as my second. I like that pick. High on potential. High on potential. I think he's gonna be better than Miles Garrett. I I, I think he's just a out of the gate. Out yes. of the gate? Yes, I do. I think he's a game wrecker. You know, that's what they always say about defensive ends, that the biggest downside is that they can't play on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, they can run away from him, but he's a game changer. I mean, everything that you see from him at Ohio State was just nonstop. It's going to be unbelievable uh, to see him play for the Washington football team this year. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Did you all see the new uh, hockey team in Seattle? Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. <laughs> That's how you come out yes. with the name of a sports Love team. Love it. Love it. All right. With the fifth pick, I'm going to go J.J. Watt, Spence. Mm. Take him. You can have him. And his brother. All right. Greg, you've got two picks. He's getting up there in age. But his versatility, I'm going with the Honey Badger. Oh. Honey Badger. We had a good, wow. we had a good consistent list here. All right, who you got next? Got to go. Uh, got to go square away. My linebacker pick, uh, Bobby Wagner, Seattle. <sighs> That's exactly who I had. All right, I'm gonna go with some youth then, and I'm gonna go uh, Roquan Roquan Smith, Georgia, the Bears. He's a monster. All right, Spence. He's a fun player to watch. I'm going Homer for my last pick, and I actually put two. You know, he's not drafted by me in the linebacker spot, but I love Jayon Brown as a linebacker to place for the Titans. Mm-hmm. He's one of those that is – I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. What, and that's not just watching him every week. I think he's awesome. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, was he a mid-round – was he a fourth, fifth, fifth round, round pick from UCLA? Draft. Yep. Yeah, and was undersized, stated undersized, put on weight when he got to the league, and has just been – I mean, mm-hmm. I think had some injuries two years ago, but other than that has just been consistent in, in a run stopper, can hold his own in the pass. He's been a joy to watch. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's maybe not the most talented on the field, but he is going to work the hardest. Yep. So, But for my actual DB to round out my final draft – I've got uh, Kevin Bayard from the Tennessee Titans. Mm. Uh, he's Homer. Yeah, and he's Homer a clutch, he's a clutch player. I think that's <laughs> what is. I like the most about him is that you know it's that big time players make big time plays in big time games, and he does that week in and week out. Love it. All right, we're gonna send it to Layton for the. Uh... <laughs> so let me tell you something funny about Layton. Layton uh, is not a big sports fan, so you know it's gonna be great to to have him on and. Give an unbiased opinion uh, to rank the crew. Welcome to the show, Layton. Unbiased. Thank you. Unbiased is a really nice way to put it. Um, totally uneducated w- might be the better way to put it. But Can you name one player that was drafted <laughs> in the last five minutes. No. 
<laughs> no. But the show sounds real good. Um, <laughs> yeah. What sport are we talking about here? Let's, let's start there. Um, all right, what's happening? What am I doing? So we just did a mock draft. Yes, I heard that part. A okay. snake draft. Yep. While you were doing that, I Googled snake draft to see what that was. <laughs> okay. So we got <laughs> so expert like opinion here. Right. right. <laughs> All right. So based on the information that you got from the snake draft, what if we just read him the names? And Leighton just picks based on his favorite names who's got the best team. Is this like, like East that? West Bowl style? Yeah, exactly. It's, like um, it's kind of like how you pick Kentucky Derby horses, right? <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Uh, Greg's choices were Aaron Donald, the Honey Badger, and Bobby Wagner. Uh, I have a feeling that he's going to win really, this one. Really but, hard not to go Honey Badger, but Bobby Wagner sounds like an old school baseball name. That's um, true. Uh, Brad had Gilmore, J.J. Watt, Roquan Smith, and Spencer had. Leonard, Chase Young, uh, Jalen Brown, and who is what was your other pick? Kevin Byer. I guess I got okay. four. Yeah, cool. you got, I got four. I was like, nice. did I mess up? Oh, it's your show, Byer. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to stay away from JJ Watt. That seems like kind of a polarizing figure in the room. So okay. uh, let's go. There was a Jalen in there, right? One of the many Jalen Brown. Let's go, Jalen Brown. Leonard. I thought you were going to pick the honey badger. But he too. had four picks. Come on. Yeah. That's I mean, true. It's, yeah, it's yeah. four on three. Yeah. We're, we're four heavily, on three on three. We're heavily weighted in that direction. Well, thank you for your expert opinion, Leighton. I have no idea what I just did, but um, <laughs> I'm going to sign off and go back to that other chair. He's so Ricky thank you. Bobby. I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up and I piss excellent. <laughs> well, that was fun, guys. Um, suspense. Anything else that you want to mention that happened in the sports world this week? Guys, I, I'm just really super excited to see when the Kraken comes out if they're going to call the stadium that they play in the crack house and if they're going to call the fans the crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got, man. We got a week off coming for the huddle. Uh, we appreciate y'all watching us on Facebook and, and tuning in. don't forget, it's, it's Spencer's birthday Sunday. Oh, so. speaking of old heads doing work. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get back to work, Spence. That's it. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.